Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here today with our guest, Shana Bergman. Hey, Shana. Hi, Wendy. Hi, JC. Thanks for coming back. Hey, we're on episode four of our five-part series about helping parents in leadership positions uncover their true potential. And our listeners are mainly HR, management, and leadership, and supervisors as well, who are probably also, many of them are parents, and know that this is so, so important. And since the pandemic, you know, we, I think most of us, um, if you're if not living under a rock, have realized that, hey, parents run, run the world, and we need to be a little bit more flexible, empathetic understanding and even patient with them. But I want to talk, I want you to talk to those that are listening today that are parents about embracing risk and overcoming the fear of failure. What do you have to share with our uh, attendees on that topic? Okay. So a couple different things. The first thing I would say is think about when you were a new parent and you had no idea what you were doing and you were like, let's just put things into this living being and see what comes out. Let's see what happens. You know, we're going to do the best we can. And sometimes you learn like, nope, that didn't agree with them. Let's not feed them that again. It's like a big science experiment. I really like to think about what happens if you sort of take that same semi-carefree, but care, careful attitude with the rest of what we do in our lives. It's like we get so stuck sometimes in the rules and in the way that we see things done that we forget how to be creative and enjoy what it is that we're doing. And with that does come risk. And sometimes with risk, sometimes we 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 make it. And sometimes we see that, hey, we've got to pivot. We've learned. There's a saying that I like to think about, which is there's no such thing as a mistake. And the idea there is that it allows us to look at everything that happens as a learning opportunity. Either we win or we pivot and we've learned rather than being so afraid of this concept, this big, scary monster of failure. With my clients, I like to play an exercise called what's the worst thing that could happen. And sometimes we play out what they think is so bad and it's usually not that bad. And they often find that the upside is so much better than them feeling stuck and not taking the risk at all. So I am a big fan of translating what you're learning as a parent when you know nothing ever and you're constantly taking risks into what it is that you're doing in your business in your day-to-day as well. A study released in the Journal of Applied Behavioral Science found that fear of failure can make people less committed to organizational goals, believe it or not. Mm. But this can be stopped in its place uh, if people are made to feel safe and help them learn from their mistakes. Very important. Yeah, I I was going to, funny that you said that, uh, JC, I was going to talk about that too, that so many people are uh, fearful of failure in life, not just at work. But the company needs to help them overcome that and say, it's okay to make a mistake. You're going to make a mistake or you're going to have to call off today or whatever it might be. You might have to actually use your benefits such as PTO or sick time. And it's okay. We're not going to ding you for it. But man, it's hard. Companies sometimes are, they just don't get it. They're black and white and they don't understand what you were just saying, Shana, about being creative. Not breaking the law, but being creative and making sure even though we're being more creative for this person over here, we're still holding them accountable for their performance and their behavior, just in a different manner. 
Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And I think when you when you really think about it, I often see with the companies that are obviously more in the startup phase, the entrepreneurial phase, the growth phase, there's so much more willingness to play and to sort of see what sticks rather than these more established companies where they become so used to the way that it's always been done. And I think actually I'm starting to see a shift a little bit now, and I'm seeing it with a lot of the leaders I work with, where there's sort of this move back to more playfulness and more of an ability to sort of be open and allow people to try new things because they see the joy that it brings. And they see that, again, it's another retention tool to your point to allow that safe playful, creative space within reason. And so I think the more that we can encourage that in all different places throughout an organization to allow people certain spaces where they can play. Certainly, you know, if you are a brain surgeon, that's not the time to be playing and be creative, but there are other places in various roles where there's a lot more wiggle room that we can allow for people so that they can create and enjoy. And what's amazing is what we often see come out of that ability to create that space is this incredible innovation of new ways to do things that we never would have seen had we kept them so contained in their box. You know, it's like we don't give people enough credit for what they're able to bring to the job. And so I think when we can create that, we're giving them the ability to let some of their gifts shine. Yeah. Maybe uh, do better interviewing when you're, when you have a new hire coming on and let them know up front, Hey, this is how we hold people accountable. Here's the feedback that we're going to give you. Um, these are, you know, these are the mistakes that we allow. These are absolutely not the mistakes that are allowed. That thing about transparency, which is what I was talking about earlier this afternoon in a different training, but really about transparency. That word go, can go everywhere in your organization. Here's a stat that I wanted to share. Uh, Leadership IQ, they did a study and found that 26% of new hires fail because they can't take feedback and 23% fail because they can't understand and control their feelings. And then 17% fail because they don't have the drive to do well. What are your thoughts on that? None of that surprises me. None of that surprises me. The one thing that's sort of interesting though, when you said that, Wendy, that came up for me was this concept around feedback. And I think what we see a lot of is Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to take it when it's not delivered well. Right. And I think a lot of people really struggle in that space with giving honest, empathetic, thoughtful feedback with examples. And so I think that is maybe part of where that statistic might come from is that component as well. And look, we've got generations coming in now that aren't just going to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. They want to understand exactly how does it apply to what it is that I'm doing today. The other thing that came up for me was the piece around the feelings component. And I think this is a big conversation that I have with clients, which is where's the place for feelings in the workplace. And I think it's sort of finding that delicate balance of where is it appropriate to be vulnerable and to be willing to listen and to lend an ear? And where is it sort of, okay, now we're kind of wasting energy and time and let's start to move this thing forward as well. Yeah, very, very well put in it. You know, I hope that all of our listeners and all companies, and I know it's not the case because I see employment lawsuits every single day come out in the news, but I would hope that we learn something from the pandemic to say, you know what, we're humans. Human resources works for humans. Companies have humans that work for them, and we have to turn on 
that human part, that empathy part, that understanding and patience. Otherwise, we're not going to have any humans in the workplace. And AI is not going to do it for you, even though I love AI and I love ChatGPT. With that said, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to episode four of our five-part series. In our next and final episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the future of parent leadership. And we want to talk about, you know, the importance of holistic success for parent leaders. Why we want people to enjoy their work, but enjoy their life too. That way they actually come back the next day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.